Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello and welcome back. I think one of the most common things I hear from people on calls or clients or just people that message me on Instagram is, I just want to be more confident. I want to stop caring what other people think. I mean, that's the underlying thread or tone of all of my work, all of the outcomes, all of the transformation is ultimately caring less about what other people think and doubling down on who you are and what you want, right? Having your own back. And I've been thinking about this topic that I'm going to share with you for a while. So I'm, I'm excited to finally put it out there. And that is what we can learn from comedians about confidence. So I've never really been into comedy. I love to laugh. I love to have fun. But I never watched comedians or knew who comedians were or how it worked or anything until I started dating David. And he used to do stand-up and improv back in the day. And just the people that he listens to and follows, he talks about them and has been since we've been dating. So I've just kind of fallen into enjoying comedians as well and follow a bunch of them on Instagram and, you know, try to see if their shows are coming and so on and so forth. So I love what they do. And I also consider it, it's it's an art, right? And I think any form of art is one of the most ballsy things you can ever do because you're essentially putting everything you have out there and you're like, do you like it? Do you want it? Like every time I go to an art fair and I see people with ceramics or jewelry or paintings, I'm just like, part of me really wants to buy something from every single person because I'm like, I want you to know you're fucking amazing. You're doing great work. I'm just, I'm just not really into it right now. And it's, and it's, I don't know what it's like. I guess I kind of do know what it's like because my podcast and the work that I do is really similar to that where you're just, it's kind of like standing naked in the middle of Times Square. And so what do you think? It's a very, very vulnerable thing. And to create confidence, to get solid on who you are, what you're doing, what you're selling, what you want, the way that you look, we have to go through this vulnerable passage. It is kind of a rite of passage to building the confidence. So I will also hear like, I just wish you had a magic pill to give me that just got me to the end. And I do too. I wish I could do that too, but it doesn't exist. So the next best best thing is doing this, doing what we're going to talk about in this episode. And it is going through the suck. 
It is going through the vulnerability phase, the unknown, the trial and error, the practicing to get better. The, the, the space that we all want to skip because when you go see a show, a movie, a, a comedy show, or someone's art, or a performance of any kind, you just see the after product, right? When you look at my photos, you see the after product. You don't see the, the shots that we didn't take, the hair and makeup, some of the Photoshop that they did to the background. You don't see any of that. You just see the after. So then in your brain, whether you know it or not, you're thinking, I just, I should be there. Obviously, I need to be in that after spot. I'm doing something wrong. It's not happening fast enough. I must be off track. They must know something that I don't know. And none of that is true. So what on earth do comedians and confidence have to do with any of this? So when David and I were in New York, we went to, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it, the comedy store seller. I don't know. But it's a it's a popular venue for stand-up. And while we were there, there was a whole lineup. They already had everyone kind of like on the books for who was going to be be performing and win. It was super fun. And then spur of the moment, drop in guest, Chris Rock is there. Now, uh, he's not actually my favorite. I know he's like the OG. I know he is like the man in comedy. He's one of the best of the best. I Maybe I haven't watched enough of his stand-up, but it's just, it's, it's he's not my in my top five. But he's a big, he's a big name. Most people know him. And he literally just dropped by and said he needed to run through some stuff for a recording that he was going to be doing either live or it was going to be going on. I think it was going on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. And so he even said that at the top. He like comes out, surprises everyone. We're like, what? Oh my gosh, it's Chris Rock. And he comes out on stage and he's like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, run through some material. And it was messy and sloppy and he showed up on stage saying I'm gonna try some of this out we're gonna see what sticks he was trying brand new material with a live audience a packed house to see what was going to get the best reaction were the jokes that he thought were amazing gonna be a hit or a flop and I thought that was incredible I'm like, in real time, we are, going, we are getting to watch a performer, a famous person, a person who knows how to do this, who's been doing this for decades, practice. Practice, trial and error, get feedback from the audience. So he got up there and he had his piece of paper. He was kind of, you know, it wasn't super uh, fluid. There were breaks. He's like, oh, I, I forgot what I was doing. Let me see. Where is this? It was, it was messy and it was totally fine. He was there to get feedback. He was there to perfect his craft, to work out the kinks, to see what people liked and what they didn't like. He was there knowing that not everything was going to be great. He wasn't walking out there thinking, I'm about to lay down a ton of bangers and just 
what I always hear the comedian say, murder this scene. He just was like, I don't know, let's see. He was unattached to that. He knew that he was in the phase of practice. He knew that you're not going to put out an hour-long show that is amazing without finding out what isn't amazing. We cannot get to that end point without going through some of that muck and suck in the beginning. And wrapping your brain around this is just the part that kind of sucks is something that will save your ass and keep you going. Because how often when times get hard, actually this just reminded me of a story, a client that I've been working with for almost a year messaged me yesterday and she has not binged or purged in a year. She went through Hungry Broads, Ballsy Broads. We worked one-on-one. She's in a phenomenal space. She's doing incredible. And I was just, she was voxering me yesterday and I was so proud of her. And I messaged her back and said, now I want you to really, really remember those times when you messaged me or didn't message me because you're like, I hate Renee. I don't want to do this. I'm not doing it. I'm going back to what I know. I'm going back to what I'm used to because this is too hard. I can't do it. And I brought up some of those specific instances because those are the times everyone wants to quit. Nobody wants to go through the practice phase. Nobody wants to go through the times that are hard and tough and uphill and you don't throw out a ton of jokes. But that's what makes the good people, the best. That's what allows people to change. A story that I shared with a client who she's, she said that this was super helpful for her and she's kind of gone back to it a few different times uh, during her progress or her process. So I'm going to share it with you. And that was when I was early on trying not to purge. So hard, so hard. And what that required, like a rite of passage to first stop that, is you very, very often will very frequently eat more than you want. It's just going to happen. It's, it's the process of creating safety and trust with your body, with food, all of it. There's no way around it. And this is the biggest thing that weight loss products and people sell you is they're like, just eat this plan and you're going to be perfect. And it's going to be easy. And it just it's in my experience and in working with all of the women that I have that doesn't go that way. There are days where you're just going to eat more than you want. The end. And it's learning how to sit with that. And so I had a dinner. We were going out to a fancy steakhouse. And I wanted to be hungry when we went out to the dinner because I, you know, food tastes a little better when you're hungry. And and, I wanted to eat all of the things, appetizer, entree, dessert, all of it. And I was like, you know, it was three or four. Dinner was at six. And I was like, I just, I know that if I don't eat something now, I'm going to be ravenous and I'm not even going to be able to engage in conversation because I'm going to be so hungry that I'm just going to be tunnel vision eating everything so I was like I'm going to have a snack well that snack turned into like a meal and a half (laughs) it started with a half a sandwich turned into a full sandwich and chips and like it wasn't a binge but it was it was a lot of food and I was so full and I was thinking you know, do I cancel? Do I just say I can't go? I'm full. I feel disgusting. My, I can barely wear the clothes that I'm wearing. My stomach is distended. And I was like, you know what? No, 
I'm not going to throw up. I'm not going to cancel. I'm not going to change plans. I'm going to go. And I'm going to eat some food. And I'm going to just do the thing. And I did. And I was uncomfortable. The food was in my throat the whole time. I didn't order a ton, but I ordered food. I ordered an entree. I don't think we got dessert. Um, but I, we did, I did order a salad and an entree. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to eat. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move through this. I don't love it. It is uncomfortable. Not ideal. Not what I had planned. But, but I know that if I cancel, I'm going to stay home and keep binging. I know if I purge, I'm going to keep staying in this cycle. I, I know how all of those paths go. So what I have to do is choose this different option. I have to go through this suck. This is the rite of passage to get to the other side. And wouldn't you know, I, I made it. <laughs> the dinner was fine. I went home. I went to bed. I woke up the next day. Everything was fine. I would imagine Chris Rock, not that I have any idea of what his life is like, but I would imagine he went home and he's like, okay, this one sucked. This one was not good. I really thought this one was going to be good and people did not like it at all. And he was just using it as data and information. It wasn't a reflection on him as a comedian personally. It was like, oh, this, they did not like this one. You know, and I hear this too from other comedians of, you know, this joke landed really well in Atlanta, but it did terrible in Washington. And so it's just like, that's, that is part of it. That is part of putting your art out into the world. That is part of doing anything that's incredible. And I mean this with all of my heart, whether you are a runner and you want to do ultras or marathons, whether you want to start your own business, whether you want to quit your shitty job, whether you want to launch something brand new, you are going to have flops and fails. The end. You're going to have days where you want to throw in the towel. You're going to have moments where you question everything. You're going to have things that you thought were incredible and they just did not hit. I recently did this. My one-on-one -on -one offer, I, la I launched it, I don't know how long ago it's been. It's been a while now, May last year sometime, early early last year, I think. Um, it's called Wrecking Ball. It's still on my website and it didn't land. It did not, people were not interested. I don't know if it was the name. I don't know if it was the time of year. I don't know if it was my own energy. It's something for me to kind of look at and, and fine tune and tweak. But what it doesn't mean is I just quit. <laughs> what it doesn't mean is I'm like, well, obviously I suck. Nobody wants anything I have, so I'm done, right? Chris Rock doesn't stand up on stage and he's like, well, that joke, I really thought that was good. Everyone hated it. I guess I'm the worst. No, he doesn't think that at all. He's like, oh, that was weird. Okay, I guess we'll tweak that or I guess we'll toss that. Okay, moving on. We cannot get lost on the part of, of the process that is the learning. Nobody gets to the other end of where they want to be without some of the lows, without some of the hits, without some of the, I really wanted that to go differently. I don't know one person that I look up to and respect. Because we all know those people online that are like, oh my gosh, I just like fart in a jar and I make $10 million. Or I just, this is my relationship when we never argue and we have amazing sex and we love each other all the time and we never have conflict. It's like, okay, cool. But 
the people that I know in real life that I respect have shared their struggles too. Whether it's in their relationship, whether it's in their business, whether it's with their body, whether it's with their finances. I don't know one person that has a straight uphill path without any setbacks, without any doubt or hesitation. If you're doubting, if you're hesitating, if you're going back to the drawing board on certain things, you know what that tells me? You're actually doing it. Okay, so take a lesson from comedians that, I mean, imagine getting up there in front of a packed house and being like, some of these are going to suck. Let's see. And just bam. I just, I thought it was incredible to see someone just get up there, let it rip and just take feedback and make it not be about them personally. He was really just collecting the information he was collecting the data he's like I these are the things I need to work on these are the things that are winners these are the things I need to can great now I can take this information go back to my hotel room or whatever and make it even better so if you're in that process remember 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 tweaking fine-tuning flopping questioning all of that is part of how you get to the other side All right, have a great week and I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.